these looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles Welcome to the Youth Hockey of High School Hockey Podcast Brought to you by the Red Black League I am Danny Ryan, joined with you is Carl East Hey Danny Hey Carl And Tony Scott How you doing? Good, good, good Well we had some... I think we're in the meat of the season now, right? Yep. Yeah. Carl was at games. Which means I was. there must have been – hockey was actually being played. Oh, that's right. If Carl is at games, that then means hockey is being played. Tree falling. Amazing how that works. <laughs> okay. I'm going to run through some games of note that kind of stood out to me. Interesting scores. Egan, four. Eastview, three. That's it. Noticeable score. That's a very important game for Section 3AA. 3AA is a mess. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> after after St. Thomas. After St. Thomas. Peter uh, will be at the go to see again tomorrow. We want to see him. Uh, Rosemount 3, Prior Lake 0. Rosemount 2, Lakeville South 1. Rosemount had a good week. Yeah. 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 Irish. Rosemount's young. Yeah. Real young. Irish. Um, St. Cloud Cathedral 7, Alexandria 1 in the game that Tony – is happy he missed. Yeah, I was supposed to broadcast it. <laughs> Ran into some trouble, and uh, Peter did a great job broadcasting that one. Blaine 2, Centennial 2, in the epic Northwest Suburban <laughs> Conference that it, nobody can read. No. Um, Lakeville North 2, Apple Valley 4. Good, good, good win for Apple Valley there. That one on 10 minutes made 10 minutes Tony Scott's shocker segment. Um, Rough week Blake, for Lakeville. Oh, yeah, really love Um They came back to reality. If there was an earthquake, it happened in in Lakeville last week. Yeah, it mm-hmm. split north and south. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blake three Orono two. Good win by the Bears there. Um, beating Tony's undefeated Orono team. Yeah, that's a that oh. was a peculiar score. Yeah, that that one really raised my eyebrow after seeing Blake play on um, last Tuesday. Um, New break to Hermantown two. That one, uh, that one made the Tony's got shocker list as well. Wheels on the bus. Yep. Peter and I couldn't decide what was a bigger shocker: the New Prague Hermantown or the Apple New Valley. New Prague Herm. Well, once Hermantown loses, then I'll be shocked. Okay. Yes. And yeah. I did not lose, and shots were rather lopsided. Uh, Don't matter. Maple Grove five, Elk River four, um, Creton four, Wyzetta five in overtime. Wyzetta looked pretty good when I saw them yesterday. Um, Really good game. Creighton 2, Edina 5. Another good game. Another good game. I got uh, lots of praise from people about Edina, from Edina about the Creighton team. They're aggressive. (laughs) They have good speed. And they have a good player in Mac Gleason. Or Michael Gleason. Or Michael, depending on which (laughs) broadcast you're watching. Oh, dear. Yeah, after... Uh, I, I heard that the uh, broadcaster at the ho- Holiday Classic was uh, botching Kumatsis' name. You know, I could now, after hearing our guy talk, Matt, called Matthew Gleason, Michael Gleason, I can't throw a stone at that broadcaster. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, everybody screws up Kumatsis, but Matthew yeah. Gleason. Yes. The best part is our uh, my uh, 
broadcast the, the the camera producer Greg Tinty. Where did he go to school? Uh, not St. Thomas Academy. Cretan. <laughs> Cretan. Who filmed the Matthew Gleason's uh, Wiz Wyatt Award winner? I mean, he knows who he is. He went to. They went to the same school. They went to Nativity. Yeah, he, oh, so, yeah, it's he, a Cretan grad thing. And I'm like, didn't you it's understand a that? Thing. Yeah, exactly. It's a thing. exactly. They only want 10, 10 uh, 15 years apart. to the Gleason family. Uh, okay, um, so that's a little bit of news and nuggets before we go deep diving into some um, recaps. Um, but before that, um, something fun came out this week. Carl, you want to go into it? Sure. So we had the first release of what we call the computerized rankings last uh, m- Monday. So. That includes uh, QRF, which is the system that is endorsed by the MSHSL as uh, something that sections can use for their seating. Then also uh, the PS2 rankings that are put out by our good friend Lee Pashinkoff, who has run minhawk.com for many, many years and was one of the the godfathers of the high school hockey forum. So those are the two uh, ranking systems that we have out there to kind of measure the human rankings against. And, you know, we have these you know, computers that are more or less objective. I mean, there has to be a human behind them somewhere deciding what gets valued and what doesn't, but it's a, a great reality check for those of us who rank the teams every week. So so what goes into these computerized rankings, and what, what are, what's the formula? Do you know that, or what's the ins and outs type of thing? Yeah, I mean, the specifics of the formula are things that they, they keep quiet, um, but you can – so sort of figure things out, and they, they'll give you a few details, too. And basically what it does is this takes all of the results and then measures them against each other. So it can, you know, this creates a system where you say, you know, this team scored X number of goals against opponent Y, and then X number of goals against opponent Z, and then you keep going and going from there, and you add up to a, an eventual ranking. And uh, so they, they, they do this in different ways. And with QRF, the, the margin of victory actually doesn't matter at all. As long as you beat the team, you get credit for it. If you, know, it's, if you beat the team 1-0 or 10 to nothing, it's all the same. Uh, whereas in PS2, um, the margin does matter to some degree. After you get to a certain number of goals, maybe five or six, it stops mattering, which I think is a sensible thing because it doesn't make much of a difference if you beat a team 10 nothing or 7 nothing. But um, So that, that's an important part of it. Uh, QRF also has a... a factors in which class teams are in. So if you beat a double-A team, as far as they're concerned, that's worth more than an A team. That's something I personally don't understand because, you know, during the regular season, the hockey game's a hockey game. The class doesn't matter until the playoffs, and PS2 operates that way too, but that's something that they've decided should be important. So that's how they do it. We have uh, our own ranking system on YHH called Now Rankings, and Ours, I can explain it to you. I built it myself. It was built off of the crash rankings, which is K-R-A-C-H. And mm-hmm. that's what uh, the pairwise builds its off of. And it basically it's all based on opponents winning percentage. And very, very small percentage of our rankings formula is based on goal differential. But we also put in a factor that no other ranking system has, and it's called recency. Uh, and the date of the game, have we place an importance on the date of the game. So if you beat somebody in... November, it isn't as valuable as a game like, say, in February. So the February games have greater value than the ones in November. The college football playoff scenario. Yeah, yeah, we built it that way, and it's been successful. But as I said, the, I, I like the, these two that, that you're talking about because they, they do a better job at 
uh, with smaller data points. Ours is actually really, really effective once it gets north of 20 games. And I saw it last year. St. Michael Albertville was number one in our rankings formula for much of the year because they had the highest winning percentage and had one good win. Mm-hmm. One quality win over opponents, but and you can really sneak by in some of these, you know, outlier teams. But you know, whereas like a team from the late conference is maybe uh, fifteen and four, but you know they're better than St. Michael Everville. Yeah, yeah. And I knew, and I knew it, and I looked at the the formula. I'm like, this isn't right. But in youth hockey, it's great because they play forty to sixty games, and everybody plays everybody multiple times. So it really flushes out the top teams well. But it's because of and because of the recency, because the teams that are winning yeah. later in the season. You know, our now rankings has picked the state champion seven out of nine times That's at, at, at several different levels. It's really effective, but later in the year it's effective. Now, here's a question. With this year, the QRF picking the seeding for 7AA, Carl, what does it mean for the Wisconsin team? What <laughs> yeah, does the Wisconsin a, team get? That's a big question. And it, in QRF, games against out-of-state teams do not matter at all. So the fact that Cloquet lost to Superior last week, which is kind of a surprise, and you know, in my, my rankings, you know, as a, a human ranking them hurt them, they don't care. And this is a same Superior team that just beat Proctor one nothing. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And whereas in PS2, um, that does matter. So you know, at first when you know that was Superior's first game against a Minnesota team, so it didn't affect Cloquet's ranking at the time. But now that you have the Proctor game in there too, that's going to drag Cloquet out a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think I think that's worth noting when you look at you know looking for section seating because you know that loss means something more than an Elk River you know beating a let's say Champlin Park somebody in their mm-hmm. section right for yep. uh, for ranking purposes. Yeah, yep. it's crazy. I was talking to an assistant coach on the Andover staff, and he's like, "We're changing our entire schedule next year because of this." Well, yep. why not? They have yeah. yeah. I mean, you you, you and, want to avoid and, playing a game, yep, and just get 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 wins. Doesn't matter the margin, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and he was emphatic about it. I mean, it was like we have to change everything the way we do things, and especially Andover is a program that will be definitely a team on the rise here in the next couple of years. But does mm-hmm. East schedule any Class A opponents? And Denfeld, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. It kind of still benefits one team, right? For sure, right? Yeah. So it, it's it's worth noting, and I I think this as the season goes on, I kind of want to look at this and kind of um, see how that you know progresses, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it'll be fascinating good. to watch because I mean, right now Andover is second and second seven double A. They're like seventh in the state just because they've cleaned up on a bunch of you know low level Northwest suburban teams. Early in the season, and of course, you'll you figure they'll come back to earth as they play tougher teams. But still, I mean, that's the sort of thing that can happen when you rely on something like URF. It's gonna be crazy. How many times did they play Elk River? Just once or twice? Twice. Um, twice. Twice. So that'll be yeah. that'll be the great equalizer if they can if yeah. they can sweep Elk River. Then they deserve to be a two mm-hmm. seed or three seed. Correct. Yeah. And uh, QRF, how many years, Carl? How many years uh, did they vote on this? Is it a year Arson. to year? I, I'm not sure if they're going to revote after this year. I, mean, I, I assume they're going to revisit this and see whether they think it worked or not. But uh, well, yeah. I tell you what, the, the, the humans last year got it wrong, so mm-hmm. I'm all in favor of a computer. <laughs> you really think the Grand Rapids wasn't that bad going into the section? <laughs> they were the fourth 
speed. I looked it up to come on uh, using Minhawk, thankfully, but um, the Grand Rapids is the only fourth seed to ever win the state championship, as far as Lee's section data is concerned. Really? Yeah, believe it. I yeah. think they're the only like three and above to win state. I believe it, but that seems like there there has to be an outlier. Out there, there isn't. They are the outliers. Blaine 2000 might have been a three, but yeah, that's closest I got. <laughs> yeah, but I would. Yeah. We'll have to, but that's a. They also had an NHLer and Matt Hendrickson. They have two or three, I think. Yeah, so they were bad. <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyway, we talked about those teams last week, didn't we? Or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we're going before we deep uh, dig into some of the games of the past that we want to go a little bit deeper. I want to we'll talk about some news and notes from around the state. Uh, first, uh, Lewis Crosby's was left the game last night with an upper body injury uh, against uh, Creighton. Uh, should be interesting to see if he is, comes back for the Schwan Cup. That's a big factor, as well as his uh, classmate, uh, Demetrius Kumatsis. He was injured in the Eden Prairie game and did not play against Creighton. So it'll be interesting to see, if you're watching the Schwan Cup stuff, if they aren't performing, check the games played, if these two play or don't play. Um, without those two against Minnetonka, first-round game, that's a hard one. Things get really interesting. So the 31 and 0ers out there, be careful of your 31 and 0 because I think without those two, Tonka is probably favored to win that game. Yeah. Um, other other news of note: uh, Lee uh, Smith and the, some of the staff over Edina were a bit unfriendly with each other, both during the game and afterwards, and some thought that they. There was a suspension given out. No suspensions given. Uh, Kurt Giles was not suspended for last night's game. He was under the weather and uh, confirmed with Coach Smith today that he will be on the bench against Blaine on Saturday. So there was no suspension. So any of you rumor mongers out there thinking that was the case, that that was not the case. Um, Let's talk a little bit, uh, Carl, about what happened in that Marshall-Hermantown overtime fiasco. That was a big (laughs) hot topic on the forum. Tell me a little bit about what happened. What yeah. Did you, so, what did your eyes see at the rink, Carl? So, you know, they they're about to start the overtime, and I look up at the clock, and they put five minutes on the board, and I stop and think, no, high school overtime should be eight minutes, right? And I'm sitting there, you no, know, doubting myself and confused, and ask the person next to me, but he says, no, it's five minutes, which is of course totally wrong. <laughs> but uh, so uh, I'm completely lost as to what's going on, and you know, they have chances to correct this. Uh, Midway through the, over, the five-minute overtime, uh, one of the teams takes the timeout, and the refs go over to the scorer's table. They chat for a while, but they don't change the time, and we watched a hockey game that ended three minutes earlier than it should have. Only played a five-minute overtime and ended in a tie. So for everybody's sanity, you get a three-minute rest period, eight-minute overtime. During playoffs, if there's still a tie, then there's a resurface, full 17-minute, then a three-minute rest, and then eight minutes, and then the resurface, and the cycle just repeats itself. Yep. Yeah, and yep. what I heard That's afterwards it. was that uh, the refs did acknowledge the mistake. You know, they rec- recognized that the scorekeeper had put up the wrong time in the middle of the overtime, but they didn't want to mess with things, which I kind of disagree with. I'd rather see them get it right, but I understand why they did that too. Yeah, with like two minutes left on the clock, why they couldn't they just add three? It's not like it was affect the outcome of the game. And go to both, right. both coaching staffs and kind of explain what just happened, and they mm-hmm. both go, okay. 
And then, like, no, <laughs> tell them. <laughs> yeah. Tell them we're adding three minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. They're not going to protest. I, I don't think most people don't like to end in a tie. So no. if, if they're especially in a rivalry game like this, no way. Yeah. Yeah. So here's another interesting note. Um, Laverne and SPA were scheduled for a game, um, and it was postponed. And there were some academic issues with the uh, SPA uh, uh, faculty, not the coaching staff. Not players. Administration, and they weren't allowed to go. This wasn't like players being ineligible. No, no, but they weren't allowed to go down to Laverne. And someone from Laverne – Let's just say it wasn't a very nice tweet that came out. If so you saw the tweet and saying calling uh, the team and the players out, which wasn't really called for, but at the end of the day, it's worth noting that uh, that game was postponed and feel bad for uh, Coach Funk and and they're trying to get the hockey games in and it couldn't happen due to something that happened in the administration. So yeah. you would you think um, you should know these things when you set your schedule, though. I mean, yeah, you know yeah. when finals are. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, last night uh, East is playing. Is something happened in the third period that East fans or non-East fans should have, have known if you were watching that game, Carl? What happened? Yeah, so East is in a tight game with Centennial, and Garrett Worth is on the bench. And what is this? This is Mike Randolph sending a message. So it doesn't matter that it's a big game against a top-five team. He wasn't pleased with his effort. He benched one of his top players for the third period. So and you're it sure it wasn't an injury? You're sure it wasn't an injury? Yes, positive. Yep. Is it just the mass destruction line then? No, I guess. Well, uh, you add Ricky Lyle, so it's the uh, – uh, I can't help you there. But, uh, lethal mass LMD. Lethal yeah. mass destruction. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, let's go on some deep recaps then. All right, let's do it. Carl, what happened in that Herbentown Marshall game other than the tie? Besides that, yeah. it was an interesting game. So, first of all, in the, the first period, there were five shots on goal total. <laughs> so, it was a choppy, ugly, you know, very physical period. Uh, Marshall got the only goal on a power play. Um, second period, Hermantown got rolling a little bit more. Their top line kind of got loose a couple times. Uh, they went up 2-1 to one and also, uh, you know, really controlled that period. Marshall had, had a five-minute major power play, and that was their only offense that period. Then, but then the schedule kind of swung back to the third. Marshall scored twice to tie it up and force a tie. And I think it was a, a deserved tie for both teams. It's a fairly even game. They both have good top lines. Um, had some periods of choppiness. Uh, you know, not the prettiest game I've, I've seen this season, but um, still plenty of talent on both sides. Uh, both have the, the ability to be explosive when they want to. Do you think Marshall is more or less a contender in seven double A? having seen them? Uh, I think uh, they, they, they've t- taken their, their body of work from the start of the season, I think a little more so, but uh, not a ton more, though. I think you know that the, the talent is certainly there on the top line, but there are a lot of questions after that. Do you still think Hermantown's going to state? Yes. Um, I think it's more of a question than it was when the season started, when now that I've seen Greenway a couple times and now Hermantown, I think we could, we could have a, a competitive section final, but at the end of the day, I think they're still the most talented team in 7A. Yeah. I agree with that. How about a competitive section final if it did happen again for the third time, Cloquet and East? What was going on in this game, Carl? <laughs> this was possibly the most entertaining regular season game I have seen in years. It was just a 
nuts <laughs> game back and forth. I mean, you know, so the first period, East comes out and really controls play, but Cloté gets two power plays and pops a goal into both of them, and so they're up 2 nothing. East gets one back near the end of the period. Then second period, East just takes over, total domination, puts in four goals, looks like they're going to roll to a win. In the third period, a couple more power plays, and East's penalty kill was very poor in this game. Cloquet's power play was great. They claw back. They eventually get to the point where they tie it up. Then with uh, 15 seconds, I think 15.7 to be exact, Cloquet scores the go-ahead goal with 15.7 seconds left. Go ahead, 6-5. Then East ties it up with four seconds left. I mean, this is pandemonium at the... Northwoods Credit Union Arena out there in Cloquet. Um, you know, this, is, this game is always great because you have two very loud student sections just yelling junk at each other the whole time. And, and even though the I think that the community support from Cloquet was a little down from what it has been at points in the past, it was still you know great atmosphere. And this is just high school hockey that's meant to be just so much fun. <laughs> we were chuckling because Danny and I were whether we're talking whether we should go up to that game round. So I gave Tony the number one finger. Yeah, he let me have it pretty good. Because the way Carl described it, it was a lot more interesting than the Holiday Classic on Thursday. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, but one, one, game, game. one game one game, was very good. But of the Elk in Prairie, I thought that game was very good. Yeah, I would have traded that thing. For, uh, in a heartbeat. For the Cloquet East game in a heartbeat. Well, mm-hmm. here's the thing. So let's uh, – Let's talk a little bit – we'll talk special teams for East in the Centennial game, but let's talk a little bit about the Holiday Classic now. Yeah, there's not a lot to talk about. The one game which we saw, which was the Elk River-Eden Prairie game, and I think Elk River just stole that thing. It wasn't really – like, was it an inter- – I didn't think it felt like a playoff game or state tournament game. No, it was still a good hockey game, though. Jack Jensen played well. Perbix played well. Yeah, I thought you know I thought the best player on the ice was Zach Michaelis, the sophomore. Yeah, you know he was really good, and you know I gradually had the tying goal and all that, but I thought he was a spark plug for Elk River. I, I was, was Joey Foss is um, I think seven foot now. Uh, yeah, in skates, he's definitely <laughs> seven feet, no question about it. But uh, you know, Elk and talented too. I I think we can roundtable this, but I think Elk impressed all of us in this tournament in some ways, right? Yeah, I mean they were they they gave Edina a fight as much as fight as you can. Yeah, you know, I, no question about it. And then they turn around and they lose to Maple Grove. So <laughs> you just don't know. <laughs> Literally, Elk and Maple Grove are in that. And Blaine and Centennial. Not Centennial. Come on, oh, don't okay. mess with my Centennial. The Cougs tied Blaine. I know, I know. One bad game. They lost the Duluth East. Yeah, well, Duluth East is the third best team in the state. Eh, I won't go third. Well, who's better? <clears throat> St. Thomas Academy. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. Not, not touching that one. Okay, let's keep digging. Okay, keep diving. We gotta go dig, dig it. Edina, how good is Edina? They're the best team in the state. How good is Edina? The best team. How good are they historically? Every year they're good. Uh, is it the best team that they've ever had? Sure. No. Not the best team I've ever seen. Um, how about, are they better than Lakeville North 2014-15? No. <laughs> are they better than the last time they won state? Mm, no. Are, <laughs> as some people have claimed, are they better than Bloomington Jefferson 93? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 
they're a good team. Very good team. Yes. And I, I, I think I agree with everything that he's yeah. – I, I think – they're a team that's going to take a lot to knock them off, but I think you, nobody, none of those teams that we just mentioned let seven the, goals in. The Tyler Nanny team, they were so good that year. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, it, it just took a little while to get goal. there, but by the end, good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Untouchable, yeah. There was two years in a row, those two in a row, they mm-hmm. were good. Yeah. No, and then Lakeville North was awesome. But I still think they're really good, really good. <laughs> Undefeated? Yeah, I think they got a definite shot on the feet if they can stay healthy, like I was talking about a minute ago. I think, you know, they could be in trouble. And I saw some of the Tonka fans last night, and I said to them, like, oh, you know, they were like, they're not any good. Dinah's overrated. They're not playing anybody, blah, blah, blah. All that typical, you know, <laughs> western suburbs, yeah. macho stuff, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I've been telling this to people all along, I think, and I don't know when and where it is, but I go, I believe game three is the game that Minnetonka beats yeah. Dinah. It's hard to beat a team three times in a row. That whole cliche. I still think that's the time that Minnetonka will get it. Twenty kind of beat Tonka when Tonka had its good team. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think that's the time that they actually beat them. Um, and I was really impressed with them. They were sweet last night. Let me tell you, they, were, they could have had twenty on Jefferson if they wanted to. Um, Grand Rapids. Okay. Um, first. <laughs> How, how did we like Eden Prairie? Carl, you watched a little bit of Eden Prairie, right? Uh, uh, no, I actually saw, only saw Elk River eat Ida. I think Eden Prairie's still clicking away. Is that a fair <laughs> assessment? Isn't My mom always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Right? Okay. I just, I was not impressed with Eden Prairie. Okay. It's, you just, it's, you just it's said a it. team that it, they lack the big name. They lack the big line. Jack, they Jack, back, the big Jack's name. a big name, but they, there's not a big line. They're not doing a lot for me. I don't uh, – defense, I'm questionable right now. Well, I, I think they're a good team. I think I they are think, too. I still I think, think they're, they're the top third ten. best team. I don't think they're a top ten. I think they're the third best team in that section. Behind yeah. Holy Family? Mm-hmm. I think they're the second. I think Holy Family's better. Offensively, I, I like Eden Prairie. Mm, yeah, when they get Rudrud back, they'll be stronger. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to move on to a game that also had a weird nugget in it. Greenway Monomedi. What's the weird nugget? I wasn't there. How many games have you been to that were on a five-on-three because of two five-minute majors? Wow. Ooh. And then another guy went in the box for Monomedi. Greenway went on a five-on-three for over two minutes. And they didn't score. And they didn't score. That was a big storyline. All the shots were to the chest of um, Huber. Huber. Huber, Huber. Another name that I don't know how to pronounce. That's fine. But Huber's been playing outstanding. Yep. And, um, and all the shots were to the chest. Didn't cycle the puck very well on a five-on-three enough to score, obviously. When you're on a five-on-three for, for a long period of time, and they were blatant five-minute like five major calls. It wasn't like, oh my God, no way! It was like, okay, more <laughs> like, yeah. Especially when when the clock operator takes longer to put up a penalty, you know what that means? It's five, five minutes, minutes. Yep. <laughs> because they don't know where a five is. It's above a two. Buttons <laughs> are too difficult. But hats off to Montemita. They just responded, and they just came out and like, and they just took over the game then, and it was theirs. 
I think they're a better team. I saw them play ten days ago over against North St. Paul. They're a dominant team. They. Uh, this is my second time seeing them. They're very good. They're better very... than Hermantown. No. <laughs> I have Hermantown as number two, but I still think Hermantown's better than Montemayor. Yeah. Some some people play a cupcake schedule to start off the season. North St. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I, I well, they played Hill, so. Right. I, I'm making a frowny face at that. Oh wow! Nice. Okay, um, Carl. Then, then your game. I feel like we're gonna have to a lot of apologies after this segment. Um, Most likely. Centennial Duluth East, Carl. Last night. Yeah. So East won this game five three with an empty netter. Um, this was called the same script as a lot of East Centennial games in recent years, where East really controlled play, uh, set up their cycle, their forecheck very well. But Centennial was sneaking players off the back, floating a guy high getting a few goals. So in East, uh, you know, jumped out early and kept the lead or were tied for most of the game. You know, felt like they were in control, but in third period, Centennial tied it up with when Luke McGregor got his, his hat-trick. But uh, East scored right away after that to go up 4-3, then finish it off 5-3. Um, you know, East did a good job of cleaning up some of the issues they had in the Cloquet game. Uh, they, for most part, stayed out of the box and killed off a couple of power plays they had to kill. Um, had did have three power play goals themselves, but they did give up a shorty too. Um, what is with their special teams, Carl? I think it just takes some time. I mean, and you know they, they were running around a lot in in the Cloquet game. They had a player back from injury playing his first game out there, who you know was a step behind, but I think it settled in. I think it's, there, there's talent there. I think it's I'm not going to read too much into the Cloquet game on the special teams, and the power play is strong. So. I had a uh, friend of mine from uh, Centennial who shared some photos with me, and he said, man, that Duluth team, East team is good. They are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think and, and, uh, I was say, this is probably uh-huh. the best game I've seen them play, uh, you know, aside from having a top-line player bench for his, his efforts. Uh, other than that, I think that their puck control and their, their possession game was, you know, vintage Duluth East, what you expect out of them. Weren't giving up odd man rushes very often. It was, you know... East was in control for much of this game, and this is what, what you'd like to see. And also also had very good goaltending from Luke and Hansen in this game, which hasn't always been the case this season. That's that's true. That's also been one of the question marks with East going forward. Um, okay, well, that kind of recaps um, the 10 days since our last show. Um, Red-Black player of the week, Preston Underhill scores a hat-trick for Prior Lake, and it's Six to four win over Apple Valley, something that Lakeville North wouldn't do. No. Um, the sticks halves to Preston Underhill. Uh, I saw Preston play in the Red and Black League this year. He was just he just toyed with people in that league. He's a he's a high end player. Played in our Bantam Elite League three years ago. I'm not surprised that he did really well. He's doing having a great senior year. Yeah. Um, well, Tony, I, I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, my it's a big st- segment. My stockbroker. Oh, this is the fun. This is always the most fun segment of the year for me. <laughs> I love it. So, give a little background. We're going to do a little bit of buy and sell. Yep. Um, for probably every week in the off season, Tony texts Carl and I different options for our middle segment, and they all are <laughs> buy and Variations sell. Variations on buy or sell. Varying degrees like of buying sell. Hot and cold. Swipe, swipe left, left or swipe right. Swipe right. Yeah. 
And I didn't know what that All means. All the same. It sure sounds good, though. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't have a Tinder account, but I've heard what it is. Let's put it that way. I've heard about right, it. Right. I heard about it from a friend. Yeah. <laughs> a friend told me about it. <laughs> All right, all right, here we go. I, we got double A's first, A's second. I'm going to run right down the line. Explain what we're buying. We so. are buying state tournament berth. And we ha- we can't stay. Either. No, 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 you cannot stay. You either have to buy it or you have to sell it. And we have money in all these, right? Yep, you have money in all, and, and I've skipped a few, like some locks, like a lock like St. Thomas. Buy, buy, no, no, buy. no, you can't. It's oh. you can't. It's already it's off the market. Moorhead off bl- the St. market. Is my blue chip though. It doesn't like... matter. No, it doesn't matter. There's, there's no blue is... chips. I, I make my retirement. Up. Okay, no, no. St. Thomas is off. I'm even gonna take Edina off. The How market. am I supposed to pay for Edina, my kids to go to St. Thomas? Thomas? Edina, St. Thomas, and Moorhead are all off the block. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Minnetonka. Or who are you calling on, Carl or I? Uh, Carl will go first. Minnetonka. Bye. Bye. I put it all in Minnetonka after last night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Duluth East, Carl. I have to buy that one. Not allowed to pick okay. it one. <laughs> all right. I'm selling right now. I just don't – I so much the question marks. They have so many good things going for them, but I have, like, special teams. Leaky goals, shorthanded goals, defensive lapses, goaltending issues, sell. Almost losing to treat uh, to Cloquet. Yes. Who lost mm-hmm. Superior. <laughs> All right, that is a question mark. All right, here we go. This is be a good one. This will be one Wait, of the you best. You don't ones. even say it. You don't, me? Yeah. I'm buying East all day long. Oh, okay. All day long. Every if I had ten dollars for Section Seven AA, I'd spend it all on East. Sure. Um, White Bear Lake. Carl. Sell. So. It's White Bear. I I don't trust them. Still selling that, huh? I don't trust White Bear. We weren't. I wasn't asking if these weren't buying first round wins in the tournament. I'm talking about just (laughs) making it to the tournament. No, still I think think Hill's going to be a bit better by the end of the year, and something's going to happen. I'm selling. Danny, I've seen what I've seen out of White Bear. I'm selling that. I'm buying it. I'm buying Mm. eight of ten dollars. I, I you want, can have a one on. I'd pay one for Hill and one for Still. Not that, not that they don't have a very, very talented freshman. You just don't trust freshmen. No, that's a good team. It's a really good team. So, bye. All right, here we go. I'll, do do I even have to talk about Centennial if I'm buying or not? Because everybody knows I'm basically. You live in. Cooper, I live yeah. in Lionel Lakes and yep. Hugo. Uh, okay, uh, are you after watching them last night, Carl? Are you buying or selling? I, I think I'm buying. I think they're they are what what I thought they were. To use okay. a famous quote. <laughs> I'm selling because I don't trust any of my five double A stocks. So don't. don't yeah, it's a bad. Stock. That's, a, fair. Bad, yeah. that's <laughs> a very risky. <laughs> that's a very risky investment. We're only investing to get to the Excel Energy. We're I not... can't. I can't invest because I like these. You Could know. you imagine if White Bear Lake played a five double A team in the state tournament? <laughs> Something would have to give. The world would have to. Well, end. one one record's a lot longer. Yeah. Something would have to give. All right. Uh, we're skipping Moorhead. Holy family. Holy family. Carl. Sell. You're selling Holy Family, huh? You're just not mm-hmm. saying that's going. How about you, Danny? I haven't seen them win yet. Oh wow! So, so you're selling then, right? I'm selling. 
And I have to either buy or sell. I've already bought all my stock in Minnetonka, so I'm going to sell on Holy Family. I have to. Because remember, I said I put all $10. That doesn't – no. See, not, see, Tony, part of going into hey, you know the stock market is buying – diversifying your assets. You can buy other investments. I know, but I put all of my two AA assets in Minnetonka, so I have to sell anything that I had in Holy Family. I'm selling. Okay. Well. Okay. You know, some of these where you're like, eh, kind of 50-50 on a team, I buy them both. But no, not not hedging here. I'm going to talk about being the best team in that section. Sure. Uh, Wyzetta. Carl. Carl. I'll buy some Wyzetta. Not necessarily that I think they're going to be, be died off for sure, but I think they're having off to a pretty decent start, which by Wyzetta standards, you know, that having Wyzetta play well in December is <laughs> a shock. So <laughs> I think there's yeah. There's room problems. If I had some Wyzetta money, I would – I would spend it, but I don't have any money left. This, this is easy yeah. money. It, Carl, Carl uh, forgive me. Who wants to stay last year in 6AA? Well, that would be Wyzetta. Who wants to stay two years ago in 6AA? That would also be Wyzetta. Oh, who am I putting money on in 6AA? You're going Wyzetta. I'm, I'm buying something. <laughs> Well, I, if there's any team that's going to take down the Hornets and th- like take out the th- the Sting, it- it's going to be a Trojan. Okay. All right. Oh boy, here we Very go. True. Oh. <laughs> Moving, on. Moving on. Moving on. No more. That okay? was not. If it's, if it's your was... mascot and his initials, I mean, I can't keep it straight here. All right. Next one, Creton Durham Hall. Carl. That's another buy. I think they certainly. Impressed a lot of us with their performance so far this season. I'm selling. You they are. peaked. They peaked. They peaked. I like that as a St. Thomas grad. Um, <laughs> you would buy. You would sell anything you had. Of well, they're going to lose at least one more game this year. Oh like, like yeah, that game will be on YHH too. I think it's like January 28th or something. That'll be a good one. That'll be a really good game. Yeah, it's late January, early September. Uh, since I've sold out, I'm sold out of Edina stock. I can't buy in Creighton either. So I would, but I've I'm sold on Edina 100%. So. I feel like I can lend you some money if you want. Some if money. I if you borrow me some money, I I would buy. I would use it to and spend it on Creighton. But I can got you say a left. sentence out loud? What? I, I was I was putting my foot in my mouth. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, next one, Elk River. Carl. Carl. Mm, sell. Sorry, can't beat Maple Grove. <laughs> I'm, I'm buying them. You know, the way that, you know, E struggles, and it could be an okay year. I, I'm going to put some money into them. They have some good players that, you know, could be watchable. Nope, I'm selling too. They put a seven spot on Edina. So, I think they could put a seven gave up spot on East. Yeah they, yeah, they gave up 10, though. That's rare. <laughs> I'm buying the Maple Grove Carl. on 14 shots. Eden Prairie's a sell. Eden Prairie's a sell. I'm selling Eden Prairie, too. I'm going to buy them. You, you're such a no, devil's what? advocate over here. No, no, I want to buy. Okay. Uh, Why? Has Goldsworthy made it to state yet? Oh, yeah, whatever. Sure. As a, as, a, as a player, he did. So there you go. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Um, so you're selling it. All right. Duluth Marshall. Carl, Duluth Marshall. I'll buy a tiny bit of Marshall. I think they're slightly higher, better than I thought they were. Okay. 
Uh, I'm not buying it. <laughs> His confidence is yeah, really, really, making, yeah, really, I, really yeah, making me Great, great sales pitch there, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Danny? I, let I'm, me guess. Is he, is he, is he, no, I'm selling that. You're selling that, I'm huh? Sell, what, do you think Carl's like, <laughs> I might have a penny stock. I, I bought East, and I bought it all on East. I think I got all my money on East still. I'm an all-or-nothing guy. I'm going to say sell. On. Do you want my Thunderhawk money from last year for this? No, 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 no. All right, got a few more. We're going to go speed round on this one. Blaine, Carl? Mm, sell. Bye. Sell. Uh, Maple Grove? Bye. This is something you could buy. This would be a good yep. penny stock. Yep, definitely worthwhile penny stock. Yeah, I'm buying this. I'd buy it, too, because, because Centennial, I did not spend all my money on Centennial. I would I would buy a little bit of Maple Grove for sure. Yeah, I'm buying it. All right. Uh, cloquet. Mm-hmm. Carl. Bye. So, I've seen cloquet. I'm buying a little bit of cloquet. I just, yeah. I'm not sure. Did I spend it all on East? No, never mind. I spent it all on East, so I'm, I'm not buying. I'm selling cloquet. Do you want to buy through a proxy? Do you want to no. buy on margin? No. We can really no. make a great depression yeah. happen right now. No. I, I would take some, a cloquet margin. Yeah. <laughs> And then Ugh. last but not least, we've stayed away from 8AA because I have more head locked in. But I, for fun, for conversation purposes, is anybody buying STMA? No. Nope. I don't not know either. Holy Family after score. The, what Holy Family did to them? 8-1 or something? 8-nothing. Eight nothing. Eight nothing. Eight All right, let's switch gears. Go over to Matamidi. Um, Ford in 4A. Um, uh, how about Matamidi? Carl? Carl? Bye. Buying, buying all that. I might buy them to even go to the championship game. The way I like them right now. I like them too in the championship yeah. game. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a lock. That's... Yeah, lock. There's a lot of. Hey, good they're teams. a lock to make it to state. Yes, lock to make it to state. Um, I still like Cathedral eventually down the road. There, there's just so much young mm-hmm. talent. The Cathedral, I think, will be in the finals. Um, Hermantown, who's who's buying? Well, yeah, we're buying Everybody. now. Come on. Everybody's this is the now. time to buy Hermantown. That's yeah, right. Just relative to what one. we thought they would be. Yeah. Because yeah. if we're judging based off our preseason expectations, I'm selling. But, I mean, if if we're, we think they're down right now, yeah. Then, they then turn them up. That's, buy. I still yep. think they're a buy. Yeah. I'd I, I put 90% of it on that. Orno, are we buying Orno for 2A? The loss to Blake is questionable, and they barely beat Breck. And had a little there. Kennedy. <laughs> they struggled yeah. with Kennedy. I yeah. lost to Newham. So who, who lost the St. Paul Academy? No, yeah. Kennedy lost to SPA. Yes. I was there. Anyways, I am I'm buying. I'm still buying Arnold. I'm buying. I'm still buying, Bones. but I still think that I still think at the end of the day, Delanor Breck is gonna give them a run at the end. Mm-hmm. We know my agreed. That's right. Greenway. So, buy. Carl, you're buying them you to go to state. Can't buy Hermantown and Greenway. He can well, diversify he can. assets. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, oh I'm, my I'm hedging a little bit here. That's do I think Hermantown's going to go? Yeah, but yeah. Who? What are you buying more of, Carl? Let's clarify well, this. Yes. I'm certainly buying more Hermantown, but take some penny stocks. Let's talk Greenway. All right. I I am not touching Greenway with a five foot pole, knowing that Hermantown's in that section. Neither am I. If, there, if Greenway was in Section 1A, oh, 
Bring on Greenwood. Oh, 3A. <laughs> or 1A. All right. Here's a fun one. I have Sartell as number five in Class A. Anybody buying that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll buy some. Some, right? But not some. all. No, the yeah. next, oh, not all. Because the next one's Cathedral, and you're buying more yeah. Cathedral. I'm buying now. more Cathedral. Definitely. Yeah, but Cathedral's had some tough well, I'm, but I'm selling Alex. Yeah, Alex is gone. Yep. They're not even my top <laughs> Sorry. <10. Yep. laughs> I've sold Alex down the river. Thanks. Sorry, Cardinal. You know, yeah. call yeah. me call me when Ben Doherty's back in the lineup, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm buying when Ben Doherty's 100%, then I believe in Alex. And, that again, this is an end-of-the-game, end-of-the-year thing. You know, I still think they could give either of those teams a run. All right, so mm-hmm. we all agree on Sartell and, and Cathedral. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, East Grand, I don't even know if they should be on the board. Is anyone going to challenge them in 8A? No, here's the thing. Is the section final played in East Grand Force? I I don't know. 8AA is is this this year. Yeah, so like East Grand away? Oh, you're going (laughs) with that, huh? Yeah, East Grand is not so good off-site. Crookston? Look at Crookston, what they're doing. Uh, Crookston, I I believe in Crookston until last week, and then they faltered, so. Damn. The 8A final is in Warroad this year. Story. What's that? The 8A final is in Warroad this year. Yeah. Based on Warroad's performance, they won't be in the final. Yeah. They have not been strong. I mean, no, look at, they haven't. They everybody's really... beaten Warroad this year. Like a drama. Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids beat Warroad. Everybody's beaten Warroad. Uh, Breck. Carl? I'll buy a little Breck. You know what? I'm going to make this show a little more fun. I'm going to because they're eight and nine in my rankings. How about a Breck Delano package deal? You yeah, get them I'm, both. I'm eating that up definitely. You're buying I, that. Carl's oh, buying yeah. that. Danny's selling I'm it. Passing that hard. And I'm selling that hard too. I'm not. I'm you not cannot a sell me I'm not any Delano stock no. for me to really get hyped up. But it's, on like, this it's like a daily double. You get them both. You know. No, so no, you no. play. No. You get, you know, I'm not, not like buying. Field bet, I'm know? not buying any standard imports right now. <laughs> okay. Last but not least, this is a fun one. Uh, we'll. Danny and I will see them Friday night at the Virginia Miners. Virginia Mountain Iron, Iron Buell, number 10 in my rankings this week. Anybody buying that? They have a good oh. player, Jacks. Uh, Jacob Sites. I can't get any name right. I don't know. That's <laughs> Save right. my life. That's all right. But he's got like 26 points. 20, 27 points. 27. Exactly. Okay. We talked about him on 10 minutes today. Great player. <laughs> As our promo into the Virginia Jefferson He game. might have had 26 as of yesterday when I looked at him. Yeah, yeah. He's having a good season. Um, Great player. He, As I said on 10 Minutes today, he was on the same line as Tyler Watkins and Blake McLaughlin in the Bantam Elite League three years ago, and it was fun to watch. Three players that really complement each other well. Um, Eveleth has a really big leading scorer as well. That I noticed. I wonder who that is. There's, there's um, a couple of young guys a couple of years ago that were really good for them. Sorry, I, this was Elliot Van Arsdell. No, Cody Hendrickson. Oh, he's yeah. got 24 yeah. points. He's got 14 goals and 10 assists. It just stood out to me like uh, Evelyn having impressive. a impressive. Yeah, that's an impressive goal total. Uh, goal total. Sorry. When the next person on their team has four goals and he has 14, and then I looked it up and he did play for the CCM team. In the elite league, and he had pretty good numbers last year as well. 
That doesn't surprise me. So, anyways, I just wanted to um, note that because uh, it was interesting. All right. Uh, we are done with that segment. Now we're rolling into uh, games of the week. Games of the week. Okay. So, um, we have, we're going to talk about the holiday tournaments um, at this point. We're not going to do a show on Sunday. Our next show will be in two Sundays. Yep. Um, Carl's out of town. Tony has a life, and I'm available. So <laughs> <laughs> the Danny Ryan show. <laughs> yeah. And we don't want to listen to that. So um, first game that's worth noting. Um, Alex, Danny, would you even listen? I hope my parents would. Your mom and dad would. Yeah. <laughs> my mom's never listened to a show. Come on. I'm not lying. Come on, Mom. She calls it. She says that she doesn't need to listen because she listens to me too much. Yes, agreed. <laughs> agreed. that's probably true. Um, but here's the here's the games. Alex goes down to Greenway or sideways over to, Green- to. <laughs> over yonder, northeast, <laughs> Um, to Greenway. Um, this should be an interesting game. Can Alex bounce back? Does Greenway roll? Um, this is an important game for Greenway, in my mind, for them to continue to roll. Um, so I I think, as I said earlier, I think Alex is as good as Ben Doherty's back. You know, and if, his, if he can come back strong later in the season, Alex is a real team. Uh, my sources in Alexander are saying that, Al, that Doherty will be out for a little bit longer. So I, I see this as a Greenway game. Um, next game, Blaine plays Duluth East as the Schwan Cup Gold Reject matchup. Um, I don't think these teams are even in the same conversation. You think think it's going to be like 5-0 type of thing? Yeah, I think it'll be an easy game for East. Historically, how does Blaine play East, Carl? Um, it's been back and forth. I think fairly even record-wise. Okay. Okay. Um, tomorrow Hill plays St. Thomas Academy at St. Thomas Academy. I will be there. Um, this should be a good game regardless of records. Hill usually schemes St. Thomas pretty well, even though St. Thomas probably has the advantage on talent, um, at least this year's rosters look. Um, and then Marshall plays East tomorrow, and I assume Carl will be there. I will. That could be an interesting one. I think you know, Marshall will be hyped up for this one. Um Certainly bring it. Obviously, they don't have East, East steps, but if that top line can pop a few, sneak, sneak in behind the East defense, you never know. Special teams, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll be a big uh, factor in the game. Um, yeah. One tournament that's not in our pickums, but is worth talking about, that actually has some pretty good matchups, the Hilltopper Classic over at Mars. We went last year. We did go last year um to see Hermantown Delano. But Delano's not in it this year. Instead we got Wyzetta. So Wyzetta plays Cloquet. I think mm-hmm. could be an interesting game. That's a great game. Yeah. yeah first game in the tournament. That's two of the top three teams in the tournament. That just seems yeah. head scratcher to me. Mysteriously Marshall always has a really easy side of the bracket. Mysteriously. Mysteriously. And Hermantown plays Roseville, which mysteriously Which okay, let's talk about that for a second. So why would Marshall do that? I mean Really, they're going to win the trophy for their home tournament or get to the championship? It does. That doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't you want to play three tough games and get better for a section? It's not a jamboree. I so, know. So first off, you don't. Why wouldn't you load tough? yourself with teams that are good? So I would rather play good teams than bad. So better for your gates to be in the championship game. <laughs> yeah. 
First off, like it's impossible in a, in a non-Jamboree format to schedule three tough games. Well, you can you can put a good teams against yourself in the first round or at least the second round. That's so, all I'm saying. So Hermantown plays Roseville on the Wyzetta side of the bracket. Bemidji plays Brainerd on the Marshall side of the bracket, and Marshall, as Tony's been belating, opens up with the Noka. Yeah, I suppose. If they're playing the Brainerd-Bemidji winner, that's a tough game, I suppose. And they played that winner last year, too. Yep. So yep. Uh, that's what I have for notable games of the week outside of the main tournaments. We're going to talk about those with Pickums. Yep. All right, let's start with the uh, non-tournament game, which is the White Bear Lake Hill, right? This is the only uh, non-one, right? It's on Saturday the 23rd, and I'll be there for that one. That'll be a good game. It's at Aldridge, so at least the overcrowding isn't a problem. No, it'll be a good game. Um, I take White Bear Lake in this one. Okay. Uh, Danny, who you got? I have Hill Murray. I bet Mm. Carl is Hill Murray as well. You know, I'm – I'm going to say Hill's going to win the playoffs. They'll take White Bear for now. Yeah. Ah. Tony, are you buying White Bear to win this game and win again? I, I don't see White Bear losing the rest of the year. That's how good In the section. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, say, I think they're the best team in that section. And they I, aren't going to lose to Hill. I, I think Hill's going to prove that they're the best team in the section and they're going to beat White Bear. All right. Uh, next, we have the... This is a fun little one. This is a Schwan Cup special. Uh, we are going to go with win, place, and show. Each is a point. So to give a little wrap-up uh, on this, Burnsville plays St. Thomas. Eden Prairie plays STMA on the lower side of the bracket. Hill Murray plays Centennial. And Minnetonka plays Edina on the upper side of the bracket. Yes. This is a easy if, – if I don't get all three of these right, I'll – smash an egg on my head. So I'm going first then because... Go ahead. That's fine. doesn't matter. We don't have to pick. We can pick any way we want. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. You go first, though. Okay. Ladies first. Go ahead. Well, this lady is going to pick the all-guy school that he graduated with from to go oh and break the Schwann's Cup curse. You know he done it a couple of years ago, and they're going to win this, win state. Um, and who's your place? Tonka. Oh, God. Yeah. And a rematch of the opener. Yes, which St. Thomas avenges. Okay, okay. Who won that one? All right, and then who's going to be your show? Centennial. I like that one. The others I don't. All right, uh, <laughs> Carl, you got your picks. Uh, wins. I'm going to be super creative here. Edina. Yep. Minus a couple players, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep, possibly. Uh, place St. Thomas. Yep. And I'm going to follow suit on with Centennial as my show team. Carl and I are dead, dead aligned on this one. See, this is where I climb me. in the pickums and I soar like a phoenix from the ashes of the feet. You've always finished last in pickums. <laughs> I go to the most. It's just a rule. I go to seventy plus always, games a year. <laughs> every year you finish last in the pickums. I'm over twenty games right now. If you didn't get completely lucky on the on the draw last week, you'd still be lucky far or lucky. Um, Lucky. Um, I'm not going to go there. Very All lucky. right. Uh, we are going to pick on our the YHH tournament, the Tradition Hockey for Life Classic. We're going to go a little special on this one. We're going to pick what team of the eight. Wait, Tony, if I want to watch the Hockey for Life Tradition Classic, 
Perdition Hockey Life class. If you want to make up one of the fun names, go ahead. This is your platform. Go ahead. I'm Danny. not going to do it. I'm, I'm not going to do, do one it. Of them. Just do one. Do it. 11 of them scrawled out in notes. Carl, do you have some now, too? They all got their little pink. It's all you, Danny. This is all you. Okay. Um, how about the my wife doesn't know I'm running a tournament this week, tournament youth hockey hub. I like that one. That was a good one. How, she probably her. does not know I'm running a tournament. <laughs> She'll find out Thursday morning. How how about the Tony Zozo Memorial Tournament? I like that one. That guy is dead. <laughs> <laughs> he is dead. <laughs> He's been dead for tournament. seven years. After this tournament, dead. his wife might think so. Uh, <laughs> can I go another one? Yep, one more. Okay. The what can only be called putting a hotel on Baltic Avenue tournament. That's good for you Monopoly nerds, but not for me. <laughs> okay. All right. The concept, are you have more? No, I'm oh, just asking, right. where can I see it? Oh, uh, Youth Hockey Hub will deliver all 12 of these games live streamed. On what the if I want to go there in person? You can go to Prior Lake Dakota Arena and see all the games. They what start if, at noon and they go all the way through. There would be a, a schedule on our website. What if I need to email you? You can email <laughs> me at youthhockeyhub at gmail.com. No. Really uh, no. Um, what teams are in it? What teams are in it? Good question. Do you want me to do it because I have them? You have them right in front of you. I mean, I know them all, but sometimes I can forget. Okay, them. Stillwater, Benilde, Holy Family, Elk River, Chaska, Moorhead, Lakeville North, and Prior Lake. Ooh, I like that lineup. I like yeah. that lineup. Um, the concept here is to pick which team will come out of this undefeated. Yeah. Go it first. could be several. No, yeah. Carl goes first. Oh, I, sure, sure, fine. My I turn. No. Go ahead, Carl. I'm going with Moorhead. I think their first two are Chaska and Pyre Lake. I'm very confident in those two. And then Holy Family game will be tough, but I think the Spuds have the easiest shot at 3-0. and Okay, so now i got to go back to the drawing board. Go ahead, Danny. Wow. I, I I'm, going, well. I'm going Lakeville North on this. Lakeville North opens with Pyre Lake, who I think they can beat. Then they go over to Chaska, who has been underperforming, and I think Lakeville North's defensive mindset and goaltending can stand up on this. And they beat Stillwater finally. Okay, give me uh, Elk River or Holy Family. Read off their schedule. Okay, so Elk River and Holy Family open with each other. Oof. Holy Family then plays Benilde. Yep. And Stillwater plays Elk. Okay. And then Holy Family and Moorhead, <laughs> Elk and Benilde. I'm going elk. Okay. Yeah. That's your first go uh, Holy Family schedule is just way too tough to go three mm-hmm. in a row on that one. That's my take. All right, uh, Carl, thank you for calling in. Uh, we had a we did we just covered the last ten days of high school hockey. We're covering the future ten days, and we'll be back live on the air January. What would it be? No. Uh, uh... New Year's no, Eve. Yeah. New Year's New Eve. Year, New Year's Eve, of course. I want to spend New Year's Eve with you. Carl. Morning, morning. New Year's Eve morning. So yes. we can spend it at night. No, no, we're not. No, we <laughs> Party. are not. We'll not be here. Party at Tony. We'll be back on New Year's Eve uh, recapping it all. You guys can listen to the show probably New Year's morning. We wake up after a hard night and they'll listen to our show recapping uh, what happened uh, the last 10 days. So we split the show up by the holidays. Uh, Carl, Danny, have a Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, the Red and Black League. We really appreciate them uh, making this show possible. Uh, everybody out there in the hockey land, we'll see you around the rink. Have a nice Christmas.
These looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Cause life's never been sweeter. When you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles 